Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the 50th episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I can't believe it. I want to tell you, my lovely listeners, it's because of you that I have recorded 50 episodes. As you can imagine, it's a big commitment to keep these podcasts coming. It's completely worth it when I receive your emails and messages which tell me how much these episodes are helping you. And because of you, these podcasts will keep coming. And if you're one of the moms out there or even dad or grandparents who are getting value from this podcast, you can go to iTunes and give me a five-star review so other moms who are drowning or need encouragement can find my podcast. Okay, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get a sincere apology from your teens. In my work, I talk a lot about how to prevent drama and how to dial it down. But another important piece of this is how to repair the relationship after there is conflict or the big blow up. And the good news is that you can repair the relationship. What I've noticed, and I'm sure you would agree with me, and I can say this because I've been listening to you, all you moms, for a long time, is that values that were drilled into us growing up, like the golden rule and the importance of saying, I'm sorry, can seem like a foreign concept to our teens. And I'm not blaming you. What I mean is our teens are in a culture that doesn't reinforce these values. What is reinforced is to be the best or to be on top, but at the expense of others. So I believe it's crucial that our teens learn how to say a true, heartfelt, I'm sorry. Let's first talk about the counterfeit, insincere apology that we often receive from our teens. I know many parents out there have told their teens, you need to apologize and say you're sorry for coming home late or throwing your phone or being really disrespectful. But then all you get is a big, sorry, which seems to be a combination of contempt, anger. In other words, the way sorry is said does not really convince you that they are sorry. And this is when many parents can kind of give up and say, I'm not going to make my teen apologize because they don't mean it. And I understand why you'd feel that way. Because when you get an insincere apology, it feels like you're being mocked and that does not feel good. I know. Because when my daughter was in the middle school years, I received a lot of, well, sorry, or sorry, you think I'm an idiot, or sorry that you are so sensitive. And moms, we know that none of these are a true apology. The teen is deflecting any personal responsibility for what they have done. The good news is that I was able to teach my daughter how to give a sincere apology, and I will tell you later on how I did that. Do parents sometimes give an insincere apology or resist giving an apology to their teens? I've heard so many really touching stories about parents who apologize to each other and to their teens, and I will get to that. But first, let's talk about two traps parents can fall into concerning the apology. 
one, are you a mom who tends to say, I'm sorry a lot? And you say, I'm, I'm sorry, as much as you would say hello or goodbye. Like if your husband or teen is complaining about something, and before you know it, you say, oh, I'm sorry, which often doesn't really mean that you are sorry, but that you're sorry that they are upset. It's kind of a codependent kind of I'm sorry, because it's really not about you taking responsibility. It's about trying to make things better for the other person. I think a lot of women are socialized to say, I'm sorry, too quickly. And I definitely have been guilty of this one. I'm a peacemaker kind of person. And my default is to say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, to try to make things more peaceful. But this is not a good thing because when I do that, I've thrown myself under the bus. And on the opposite end of this is when the parent withholds, I'm sorry. And this is done for two reasons. One is that you truly don't see your part and haven't had time to reflect on it. And then the other reason is that we think it's all the other person's fault. We minimize our part because the teenage part is so wrong. And so our reaction to what they said or did seems justified. In other words, we kind of think in percentages. If it's 90% my teen's fault and 10% mine, then I don't need to apologize. Here's an example. You asked your son how he's doing in school, and he says, Great, I'm making all A's. So you let him hang out at his friend's house all weekend. But then you go online and see that his grades are horrible and that he just lied to you. And so you get really upset. You yell at him and maybe you raised your voice. Maybe you labeled him. Maybe you threatened him and even cursed at him. But all of that feels justified because he was the one that lied. At the time, it seems ridiculous and absurd for you to apologize because you feel his lies gave you permission to lose control and say really hurtful and mean things. It doesn't even occur to you that you have a part in this interaction. He is the one who needs to say, I'm sorry, because he's the one who lied. And yes, you reacted, but you somehow blame your reaction on his action. Why is there so much resistance for both parents and teens to say, I'm sorry? Human beings like to be right. Yes, we have an ego, and that ego is strong in both teens and parents. The ego does love to be right. It loves to punish. The ego loves justice and revenge. The ego loves to control. And a less obvious part of the ego, the softer side, is afraid to admit it's wrong because the ego is trying to protect itself against any kind of failure, shame, or judgment. Actually, deep down, the ego is afraid they're going to be found out as a fraud or failure. So the ego gets overzealous of putting the blame on the other person or circumstance. One reason we can get so angry at our teens is because it wounds our ego and makes us feel bad about ourselves as parents. Because unconsciously, we think if we were good parents, they wouldn't have broken our rules or failed that test or made that mistake. All of these components are true for teens as well. But there is another component unique to teens. And though we may not feel like it's true, parents have power over our teens. We have the finances and they live under our roofs. And because of this, teens don't want to admit that they're wrong 
because as parents, we do have the power and they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to get a consequence or they, or get yelled at. They don't want to lose their phone or their car. So they push back and try to blame us for their actions. It's their self-protective coping mechanism, which doesn't serve them at all. Why is the apology or the true I'm sorry so important? It's essential for us to grow individually, and it's essential to repair the relationship. Okay, one, essential for us to grow individually. The goal is not perfection because perfection feeds the ego. Because perfection says, I am above you. The real goal is to strive to be our best, and mistakes are a part of it. To grow as human beings includes learning how to love, to be humble, to admit your part, to ask for forgiveness. My daughter has been one of my biggest teachers, and that can seem really poetic, but often that was humiliating to me. I could see her part in the conflict, but I didn't see mine. She could see that I was stressed or I was overreacting out of fear. The downside of this, of course, is it was so discouraging. Like I had put 100% into this parenting thing and I was still falling short. So I had to see and own my shortcomings and blind spots. And every part of me wanted to scream, that's not fair. It's not a big deal compared to what my daughter did. But it was when I started seeing and owning my part that I went from this academic ivory tower clinician, know-it-all expert to being right there in the trenches with all of you. Many of you have said to me, it's like you're living in my house. Well, it's because I've lived it. I've often said that a teen is like a thorn in our side that can be a big source of irritation or they will cause us to grow and expand as human beings. It's our choice. If owning our stuff is important for us, it's super, super important for our teens to own their parts and more on that later. Okay, the second reason that an apology is so important is that it repairs the relationship. The name-calling, the yelling, the disrespect, the lying, breaking the rules, the going behind your back, the huge betrayal, the nagging, the criticism, this impacts your relationship with your teen. And that goes both ways. It's more than negative words. It's a negative experience. And when one negative experience becomes a series of negative experiences, there are serious consequences to the relationship. You end up not liking your teen and wishing your teen was out of the home. And the teen doesn't like you either and tries to avoid you by hiding in their room and pretending that you don't live in the house. If the relationship is not repaired, there's a loss of trust. You can't trust what your teen tells you, and they can't trust that you won't be always on their back. So if the relationship is not repaired, it morphs into a very unpleasant patterns of drama interactions. Your relationship is no longer a source of joy and happiness. It becomes a reason you resent your life. An apology or an I'm sorry is important because it's the first step towards healing your connection with your teen. This process of healing the relationship is so important for both of you, but especially your teen. Your teen doesn't know how to repair a relationship because so much of their communication is over social media. And face-to-face communication is not their first chosen mode of communication. Texting is. So our teens need to learn how to repair relationships, and this needs to get wired into their brains. This starts with you and your teen. 
So what are the components of a strong apology? There are two main components to an apology. The first is taking responsibility, and the second is perspective taking. One, taking personal responsibility. So with the examples of my middle school daughter, when she said, sorry, sorry you think I'm horrible, or sorry you're so lame, obviously this is not taking personal responsibility. Taking responsibility is specific and doesn't blame it on anyone else. So for example, if your son said, I'm sorry I was 30 minutes late for curfew, but my friend stole my car keys. Because he's blaming it on his friend, that's not taking responsibility. Taking responsibility would sound like, I'm sorry I was 30 minutes late for a curfew and there are no excuses. This is good, but you want to take this responsibility farther. Really taking responsibility is when your teen admits what they did, owns it with no excuses, and then tells you what they will do differently. So it would sound like, I'm sorry that I was 30 minutes late for curfew. I got so hooked playing video games that I lost track of time. Next time, I will put an alarm on my phone so that I will leave on time. You can see that if you got that kind of apology that you'd be feeling a lot better because you would see that your son was taking responsibility. This is the first step to building trust because you just don't want to, I'm sorry. You want the behavior to change. So two, the second component of a strong apology is perspective taking. Teens are naturally egocentric because of where their brain is developmentally. The prefrontal cortex is the part of the brain that can see things from another perspective and have empathy. However, with the undeveloped prefrontal cortex, it's like a faulty wire. So teens need to be intentionally taught how to see things from another person's perspective. Moms, when we vent, we often are trying to do this, but because we are all over the map with our own feelings when we vent, the teens aren't picking up on what we're doing. They just hear that we're upset. In the heat of the moment, you might say, did you even think about how this would make me feel? You're right. They just aren't going to hear you at that time. And I'll get into the how-tos in a moment. But in general, a good apology includes seeing how your actions impact someone else. In the example before, I'm sorry that I came home 30 minutes late, And I'm sorry for the worry it must have caused you, especially since my phone was dead. This perspective-taking has to be taught to teens. Most of them don't do this intuitively. Okay, and the million-dollar question. How to get your teen to say a genuine and sincere apology? Well, one, you may not like this, but you might have to go first and model saying, I'm sorry. Back to my middle school daughter, who is now 23, I might add. I remember times when I thought my middle school daughter was 99% wrong. And though my whole being resisted doing this, I would get quiet and reflect on what was my part. I would try to see it from her perspective. How did I come off to her? Did I push her at the wrong time? Or raise my voice or was too pushy or controlling? When I could get something specific... I would swallow my pride and walk into my daughter's room and say, I was thinking about last night and I want to say, I'm sorry for dot, dot, dot. Now, the crazy thing, me owning my 1%, 
brought the wall down, and my daughter almost immediately would say, Mom, I'm sorry for dot, dot, dot. She modeled back how I had just apologized, and she would apologize to me. All the venting in the world would not have gotten my daughter to apologize because she needed to see me model it to her. Think about this. If you don't apologize, you are modeling to your teen how to not apologize. Okay, you may be thinking that worked for your daughter, but that won't work for mine. Well, you can actually teach your teen how to say I'm sorry, even if they aren't completely feeling it. So here's some guidelines. One, it takes time, maybe days, to give a true apology. The moment of the fight or heated moment, you're not going to get a true apology. You will get some kind of defensive, well, sorry, or a sorry, because they don't want to get in trouble. The teen needs time to calm down and to really think about their actions. So if you ask your teen to write an apology and they say something like, I'm sorry you're mad, then you can map out the different components to them. One, they need to say specifically what they did wrong and completely own it and not blame it on anyone else. Two, they need to say how they can fix it or do it differently. Three, they need to write how it impacted others. If that was you, their brother, their sister, or if they were drinking and driving, how that could have impacted other drivers or pedestrians. Now it's helpful to think about the one-up teen and the one-down teen. The one-down teen is a teen that tends to be hard on themselves and they're more sensitive. They often are upset that you're mad at them, and they really care about having a good connection with you. They tend to be more sincere in their apology. If you get a really heartfelt apology, then often that's all they really need as a consequence. You know they got their lesson, the, the exception to this, if this was a major infraction of your rules. If they are the one-up teen, they think they are above people, above the rules, tend to bully more and argue more. They may write you an apology and have the components of a good apology, but it may not seem very sincere. That's okay. They tend to need more of a consequence than just a verbal apology. They may not be feeling the apology and think it's not a big deal that they were drinking and driving because he only had four shots and his friends had eight shots, but you still want him to write his apology, name his part, how he can take responsibility, how it impacted others, and then the other consequences will do the talking, like he won't be able to use the car for the next month, um, he needs to attend an alcohol or drug education program. And if he's really stubborn, then he needs to make amends by volunteering in a hospital or with the homeless. The one-down teen is feeling it because they're sensitive. The one-up teen may not be feeling it, but after the extra consequences stacked on top of the apology, they probably will be feeling it. So I want to wrap up this episode by talking about what's good about saying I'm sorry and making an apology. It teaches your teen how to love and live well. There are no perfect relationships, so to love well, we need to learn how to repair our relationships well. And the fundamental part of that, the beginning step, is learning how to own our part and take 100% responsibility for our actions and words and to see how our behavior impacts other people. 
It's learning to see both our perspective and another's perspective. This is fundamental for self-love and to love others well. This is needed to have empathy and forgiveness. A heartfelt apology can bring you closer together as parent and teen. Your son or daughter can surprise you with heartfelt hugs and spontaneous I love you moms after an apology. Hey everybody, this concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I have some other great resources for you. You can head over to ColleenOGrady.com that has two L's and two E's. You can sign up for my Dial Down the Drama triple pack. It's absolutely free. You get a copy of my free ebook, Seven Ways to Help Your Daughter and Yourself, a free chapter from my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict and Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, a Guide for Mothers Everywhere. And you get a free subscription to my weekly easing. I always have a helpful article for you. If you're ready to pick up your copy of Dial Down the Drama, you can find it on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For daily encouragement, follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Colleen O'Grady, Dial Down the Drama. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.